0: This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hello, my name is Jason Tanner, I'm an emergency physician, and previously was a full-time member of the Salt Lake County Sheriff's Office search and rescue team. Uh, today, I'm going to talk a little bit about lost person behavior and uh, discuss the strategies, well, the principles that guide strategies for searching for lost and missing people in the wilderness. Um, the psychology and behavior of lost people has been increasingly studied um, over the last several decades, um, and that's generated some data and some, some useful information um, that we can use to strategize when we're trying to find people. Uh, just going to touch on some of the more basic principles and give you a general overview. But starting with a little bit of historical perspective, um, some of the first data that we know of came back from the Swiss uh, from all the way back in the 18th century, and uh, that's where it seems to have started. And then fast forward all the way to the 1970s, where we began to have more of a formal investigation of these sorts of things, looking into the behavior and psychology of lost individuals, And, uh, you know, people started writing books about these things, and we begin to start having a more systematic approach to dealing with lost people and more effectively searching for them. Um, So we're going to start with some general principles of of the behavior of lost people. Generally speaking, lost subjects tend to follow the path of least resistance, such as along trails or roads, uh, through clearings, um, down riverbeds or next to streams, Often they move downhill, however there are also times where people may climb up a hill or up onto a ridge line to try and get a high vantage point and see if they can uh, find a road or see anything, uh, any landmark or anything identifiable to which they can then travel. Um, and sometimes that's how they end up getting off trail because they climb up to a ridge to try to find something familiar and uh, end up losing the trail in the process and, and sometimes becoming more lost. Um, However, most of the time people don't travel very far from that point where they became lost. In fact, about half of the time people are found within two miles of the point where they were last seen. And you can imagine that there's a lot of variation in uh, behavior of of people who are lost. Uh, But we can try and and narrow it down a little bit by breaking it down by age. And uh, speaking of a few characteristics that might um, you know, inform a strategy as we try to find somebody. For example, um, we can divide it up by age with children. Uh, a lost child is going to behave differently than, than a lost adult when they're lost. Um, and the behavior of a lost child is also going to depend on, on how old that child is. If if for younger children, uh, between the ages of one and three, they tend to wander quite a bit more. Uh, When they're lost, they have poorer navigational skills than, say, an older child, then they may not be able to recognize things as familiar as well. Um, They may not recognize landmarks um, as well as an adult or an older child. But because they're smaller, uh, they will not usually travel very far, and in about half of the cases in mountainous terrain, children are found within two-tenths of a mile where they were last seen so this is helpful when strategizing a search because you know that they're probably not going to be very far from where they were last known to be and they can't get very far because they're so young and so you can really focus your search efforts closer to the last known point rather than trying to expand beyond that initially and this is of course assuming they were lost say in the wilderness um, in a campground uh, where they're on foot and uh, you're not worried about them getting into a car or otherwise being assisted or taken somewhere Uh, slightly older children say between the ages of four and six are a little bit better navigators they can travel further uh, and about half of these cases are found within a half mile from where they were last seen Uh, but these kids can also present uh, new challenges Um, unique challenges because they may not answer to the calls of rescuers. If if you have a search team out yelling their name they may not call back either because they've been taught to avoid strangers or they're afraid of being in trouble. Um, Now uh, other kids may do the opposite so it can really be a challenge and unique to the child. As they get older uh, kids say between the ages of 6 and 12 have a better sense of direction and sense of navigation. Um, They can get further. So about seventy-five percent of those cases are found within two miles of the last known point. And uh, as 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 they develop further, you know, get into adolescence um, and into adulthood, they follow more of the general principles um, uh, of of lost people, and behave a little bit more like adults. Um, but as you enter adolescence, sometimes there are also more compli- uh, these searches are complicated by more emotional issues or psychiatric issues sometimes play a role in in, uh, an individual going lost or missing, raises other considerations to take into your strategy. Searching for elderly individuals also has some unique challenges, um, especially for individuals who are suffering, suffering from dementia. In some ways, individuals with dementia will behave similar to children when lost in that their sense of direction and navigational skills may be relatively poor, compared to somebody who's not suffering from a form of cognitive impairment. They also don't tend to travel as far. Uh, Subjects, um, you know, elderly subjects are found about half half of the time within 0.7 miles or about one kilometer from where they were last seen. Um, And they're also less likely to be calling out for help. They might not fully understand that they're lost and they might not fully understand that they should be calling for help and in general these are challenging searches because of the many variables involved it's especially helpful to have family closely involved because they, they know the individual well and they can give additional information to where the person might go and what their mindset might be um, an important principle in, in elderly searches or searches for elderly individuals is that, um, especially with el- elderly individuals with a form of, of dementia or, or cognitive impairment, are especially vulnerable and are at higher risk of bad outcomes. And these searches, uh, s- similar to searches for children, generally need to be undertaken with more urgency than, say, somebody who is fit, adult, and not impaired. Uh, so that gives us a little bit of an outline based on the age Uh, of the different considerations when an individual goes lost or missing. We could also divide this up by activity and what they were out doing when they got lost. Uh, For example, hunters are uh, one group of uh, of people, uh, one activity, um, where people are reported lost or missing. And uh, hunters tend to be uh, more wilderness savvy and capable in the backcountry but they also tend to travel into more remote and rugged areas, difficult terrain, off trail, looking for game. They often end up in bad weather, and that can make it more difficult and more challenging to search, um, often at night in bad weather. And, uh, but generally, since hunters are more capable and are out there looking for game, uh, they're also found uh, a little bit further out than other groups of people. So about 90% of the time, they are found within three miles of the point last seen when uh, looking into in flat terrain, and about 58% of the time in mountainous terrain, they're found within three miles of the, of the last known point. If they get lost, they may be stuck out after dark, and uh, hopefully we will have the equipment and the knowledge to be able to build a shelter, or at least make it through the night. And it's it's not uncommon that a hunter will be found the next day um, in the morning walking out after they find a trail or walking out along a road after having spent the night. Um, but they're usually quite tired and sometimes hypothermic and should still be evaluated by a medical team after they're found. Hikers are another group that uh, may be a little more comfortable and, and experienced when it comes to traveling in the backcountry. However, there's a a large spectrum uh, among hikers uh, as far as experience and and knowledge. Um, It it is quite variable. Some hikers uh, are able to get out further into more remote and more rugged terrain. And then there are others who are hiking close to home and maybe just up the trail next to their house in their neighborhood. Um, But generally speaking, hikers are pretty aware of trails and maps. They can be uh, very oriented in that sense. Although if they're traveling close to home uh, on trails that they're pretty familiar with, they may not have a map with them. Uh, And they may get lost because they come up to a junction and take a wrong turn and end up on on a trail that they don't know. Uh, In fact, there are a lot of areas close to cities and around, uh, around the country, close to suburban areas, where there are many trails that crisscross in every direction and have many intersections and it can actually be pretty easy to take a wrong turn and get lost, even if you're fairly familiar with the area. But again, hikers um, will follow most of the same principles as the other groups. They tend to take path of least resistance most of the time, um, moving downhill, um, staying on trail, trying to find you know a vantage point. Um, and often they'll try to move in a direction where they think is towards the trailhead or towards something familiar. Uh, In some cases they will climb up a ridge or a peak, try to get a high point, uh, or sometimes try to, you know, in an attempt to try to get um, cell phone reception uh, or GPS reception and try and orient themselves and figure it out. Uh, This can lead to getting into more difficult situations, though, as they may uh, try to walk straight to a road or, or location or, you know, somewhere they think is the right place, and they end up getting stuck in difficult terrain. Like cliffs um, that they didn't know were in between their starting point and where they were trying to get Where they were trying to reach Um, We could talk about many other types of activities um, You know trail runners, photographers, backpackers um, And the list goes on and it really depends on the season too. There's a whole set of winter activities uh, backcountry skiing snowshoeing these sorts of things that um, People will be out in various weather and seasons um, with you know various types of equipment and depending on the activity and situation and the weather many other factors um, these individuals may have more or less clothing they may have more or less equipment and it really becomes an individual situation Um, and it becomes important to figure out who you're looking for what they were doing what kinds of things they may have with them what they don't have with them, how much they know about the area. All of this gets um, more into search tactics and strategies, which um, we'll talk about another time. Uh, But these general principles of lost person behavior can be very helpful when you're putting together a strategy for a search, and it can really provide a solid starting point from which you can build a strategy to find a lost individual. And so just to wrap up um, with a little bit of summary, there's a number of different principles that are helpful when thinking about how a lost person will behave one is that in general people are not found very far from where they were last seen this isn't a hard and fast rule people can go further than you might think um, It kinda depends on the situation but generally they're pretty close to the point where they were last known to be a second principle would be that they tend to take the path of least resistance moving downhill, following streams or riverbeds, um, usually not scrambling over steep, difficult terrain or uh, bushwhacking through heavy brush. However, keep in mind that people will sometimes climb up onto a ridge or try to reach a high point to either gain cell phone signal or uh, get a, a vantage point and spot something familiar, like a landmark. And the other principle, the the third general take home from this would be that uh, none of these are really hard rules, they're just mostly guidelines. They they do inform and give us a good solid starting point, but it's important to conduct every search uh, with the individual in mind. You really need to get to know the individual, know what they know, what they like, really try to put yourself in their shoes Uh, to develop an effective strategy uh, for finding them. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Thanks for listening.